Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. You are on the Making More Money for You show with Magnus Carter and Voice America. Well, we wound down last year with Justine Pogroski and we were talking with just... Justin Pogroski last week about building your brand and taking it to empire status. Uh, it was a great conversation. If you missed it, the link is on voiceamerica.com. It is uh, doing your uh, your thing, uh, your brand, building your brand to an empire. Uh, also, it's on all your main streaming sessions. And on top of things, we are definitely taught, bringing in 2023 with a bang. And I got a instructor here that teaches about money online. So we're all ready for the New Year's resolutions. We want to change our lives. We want to take control of ourselves. And to help do that, I have Florian Fritz from the Money Heroes Academy. Welcome to the show, Florian. Hi, Magnus. Thank you so much for inviting me. Great to be here. Absolutely. Uh, you definitely have a different way of doing things. Uh and that's one of the things I wanted to, and this time of year, we definitely want to learn more about money because the current economic states out there, it's constantly dwindling. And apparently you're on the other side of the world. So you can give us a worldwide view instead of what's going on in financing and the finance department. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in uh, Central Europe. I'm close to Vienna, Austria. But I've been working over the last couple of years with people from all over the world, from uh, Philippines, India, South Africa, Canada, US, Brazil, Mexico, wherever. Oh, wow. So you have your hands in a little bit all of the different, uh, the main um, governments or uh, currencies out there. And so you see a lot of different things going on, but I'm sure you see a lot of the same things going on with people as well. It's most more the same things than different things, actually, because the money issues uh, people have are this, basically the same everywhere. Money, the money rule, the rules of money, how you how you should deal with money, and the mistakes people make are the same wherever you go. It's just that okay, the tax rules are are different, so I'm not a specialist on tax rules anywhere, um, because yeah, that would be too many different countries, but. All the rest, how to deal with your money, how to manage it, how to think about money, how to invest your money, or at least start investing your money. That's the same for everyone, no matter where you are. And it doesn't matter what age you start at either. I've been finding that out uh, throughout my journey as an author and doing the show. Everybody started out at different parts of their life, but they still, as long as they worked hard, they still achieved the same success to themselves. Yes, uh, it's a bit easier if you start earlier because then you still have more time, but it's never too late to start taking care of your money. Oh, absolutely. And what are one of the main philosophies that you teach in your academy about this? The main philosophy, well, I teach the, the three pillars of financial success or how I like to call them the three superpowers of the money hero, Ooh, okay. which are your money mindset, the way you think about money. And you, the money management, the way you take care of your money, the way you deal with, with what you have, and money making, how you make, especially the investment part, how you make your money make more money for you. 
Um, and philosophies, well, yes, uh, you have to take care of all these three things. If you just go into what people like to do is, I have, I don't know, $10,000, where should I invest them? Right? Tell me, tell me the one thing where I put it and that's going to make me rich. Most of the time, if you get an answer to that, that person who gives you the answer will sell you something that has very high fees in it. Okay. And you pay them. Or even worse, they will give you some scam and the whole money is gone and not just the fees. <laughs> there is a lot of that out there, especially on the internet nowadays, because I, I'm not sure about how Austria is, but over here in the US, the FCC was in their brainchild state of mind and said, because nobody has landlines anymore, allowed our cell phone numbers to be allowed to get spammed instead of keeping oh. them private. Wow, cool. Yes, that was the government that opened those doorways and they opened up that we are allowed to get all these telemarketers before, while people still had landlines is they weren't allowed to okay no here it's actually illegal to call um, private numbers for telemarketing that sounds very peaceful yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna lie it sounds very peaceful because once i open because i'm in the middle of doing some financial financial things on my end and doing some company restructuring for the new year which we'll get into later on as the year goes on is that i got five phone calls within one hour of when I registered a new domain name and I didn't sign up to be marketed. Wow. I just get every couple of weeks, I get a call from some foreign number that wants to sell me some investment. Oh, very nice. But, well, that's, yeah. that, that's definitely doable. You just block that one number and hopefully and the next number in that series, if you can remember it, will <laughs> do the same thing. But over here, it's not that way. It's it's like a free-for-all and whatnot. But let's get into some of the pillars that you have here. Money management. Uh, well, let's start with the money mindset. When you people come to you and you start teaching these things, where, the, where is the average person's mindset for that? Is it like way subpar, like on a kindergarten level? Or is it like a middle, like a, um, the high school level? We can... Well, most of the time I would be happy if it was kindergarten level, because that's maybe before we get all those that um, negative, unsupportive conditioning, right? Okay. Because we've all learned, uh, or most of us have learned, you have to work hard for money, it doesn't grow on trees, uh, it's actually corrupting your character, it's the root of all evil, all these things we've learned, right? Mm -hmm. At kindergarten level, maybe people wouldn't think these things yet. They would just say, okay, money, and I'm being sort of neutral towards it. That would be perfect. Okay. But if you think you have to work hard for money, what we learned, go to school, get good grades, get a job, work hard, right? Right. If you think you have to work hard for money, what are you probably going to do? You're going to work your life away and not enjoy one bit of it. Yeah, you're going to work hard. And are all those hardworking people rich? No, they're not, no. right? You're right. Most of them are broke. Uh, but we still believe that stuff. And we even teach it to our kids, right? Because we learned it and we follow it. And well, some people, some people do it different. But some people also think you have to work hard for money, but they don't want to work hard. So they find an excuse and then they say, oh, money is not important. I love that one. They're the ones that are living 
in the um the bohemian I, i've been told it was called nowadays is they live like bums or somewhere else on a beach or something and they don't care about it yeah they say money is not important love is more important than money yeah maybe it is but why compare those two i, yeah. I don't see the connection why can't i have both yeah there's no reason not that they they have no you're right they have no um characteristics of being anywhere in the same same field no, absolutely Money is not important in love, and love is not important in money. So I don't see why I should compare those two. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make any it. doesn't make any sense. But still, people do. Love is more important than money. Yeah, okay, but I I don't I want to have both. Still, money is pretty important in most areas of our life. As Sig Ziglar said, it's not everything, but it ranks quite up there with oxygen. You're right. It, it actually. It does, but it's not the end all be all. We we have to use it. Yeah. You know, it's not doing anything in our bank accounts. All it's doing no. is sitting there getting our four percent now from the government. And for with the rate of inflation, that's that's not gonna do anything for you. You might buy an extra egg. Yeah, well, actually you if you have it in the in the bank account or or you buy treasury bills for it, you you're actually losing money, right? With the inflation we have. So you don't want to do that. But you want to change that mindset from you have to work hard and money is evil and all that uh, to something more supportive to think, hey, um, okay, working hard is good, but you also have to work smart. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Rockefeller said, it's better to take one day a month to think about your money than to work the whole month for it. Uh, okay. He also said, if you work all day, you have no time to make money. So... You want to sit down actually think okay what do i want money for why do i want it for that when do i want it and how will i get it make a plan mm -hmm. how will i increase my income how will i manage the money that i already have make a plan and then follow that plan and stop thinking and overwrite that negative thinking it's uh, money is evil why would it be evil right um, money is just a tool it's a piece of paper or a plastic card today mm -hmm. right that that's all it is um you can do good with it you can do bad with it it just shows your i think it just makes your character more visible if you have more money it's more obvious what you're doing because you're taking bigger actions and you're impacting more people so more people will notice if you're a good person or, or not <laughs> so if you're a good person without money you'll be even better or help more people if you have money and if you're a jerk without money you'll be a bigger jerk with money <laughs> you're right uh, it, it is supposed to be used as a tool that was one of my things is since i've started this i started with my men even with my mentors i was i was always under the impression i had to go to school i had to do all of that stuff got me nowhere it, well it's got me let me rephrase that it got me to where i needed to be to realize that my mentors were right about certain things but it was also good to go through those that that path so I can appreciate the knowledge that I did get. So, and one of the things that you've hit on, nailed on the head is money's supposed to be used as a tool. It's supposed to get you what you want and what you need out of life. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't make any sense to say, okay, I want a million dollars. What What do you want that million for? For you sitting in the bank account and losing value with inflation? <laughs> no, you want, you want, some money for some reason, right? 
You right. want uh, you wanted to create cash flow. You want income because you don't live off that million. You live off the whatever interest it's giving you uh, or return you're getting on it uh, because you want to spend money, right? What do you want oh, to spend right. it for? Do you want a bigger house, a shinier car? You want to travel or do you just want to be able to work where you want to and what you want to, no matter how much it's paying? So what actually do you want that money for? What's the plan? That is one of the best things that I'm sure you, I know you've talked about that. I see it on your website. I see it. We're talking about it here, but a lot of people still don't believe it's, it's really this easy to do things. Everything's so over complex and we're taught to be thought to overthink things and the what ifs and maybes and the, can this be or should it be or would it be type of uh, mindset and afraid to use it afraid to because if we do use it and actually do good with the things that we are doing we're condemned for it honestly and i'm sure you see that especially as all the um all the the activist groups the good activist groups let me that are doing positive things with it they always get some sort of bad bad reputation because they're off doing certain something with it am i right yeah uh, but what should you do with money? It's there to do something with it. Mm -hmm. That That's the whole purpose, to do something with money. And the more good you do, and you, you can only do good things if you have money. Right. Uh, like one of my mentors says, the best way to have, the best way to help poor people is don't be one of them. Smart. Because how will you help anyone if you don't have anything? You can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An empty cup goes into an, uh, one empty cup doesn't fill another empty cup, as you're saying. It's you're both now you're both empty, and it's like now you're both on the sidelines, and that's where the management aspect comes into things, which is a great segue. Is how do you with the knowledge and the um the mindset? If the mindset's not right, how does the management reflect to that? Well, if the mindset is not right, most people just don't manage the money at all. Okay. There's been a, a survey, I don't know, recently, last some some of the last year, one of the last years, 67% of people have no idea how much money they spent last month. That's scary. Yeah. And 50% of the same sample, their biggest issue is money. I'm pretty sure there's some connection between those two numbers, right? <laughs> a couple here and there, a couple dollars worth right there. Yeah. So the first thing is, if you can start that even before you start working on your money mindset, just track your expenses. Just write down every cent you're spending for a month, two months, three months, so you know where your money is going. And you'll already get a, a lot better idea of what's happening to your money. And then you'll find a couple of things that you and, where, and you'll ask yourself, why am I spending so much money on this? This is absolutely not important for me. Is I don't that, need that. Is that $9 cup of coffee taste any better than the $5 cup of coffee? Really? Yeah. Or look at your credit card statement. What I found when I started doing this, <laughs> I had an, um, an item on my monthly payment of $17 every single month. And I had no idea what it was because it just gave a strange number and letter combination. Oh, my. And okay. I called my credit card company, can we cancel this payment? And they told me, 
no, we can't. You have to talk to the person you're paying to. And I said, I have no idea who that is. They said, well, then the only thing we can do is cancel the credit card and give you a new one. I said, okay, let's do that. Uh, and nobody ever complained that they didn't get those $17 anymore. Wow. Okay. So by just checking, tracking your expenses, you might even find not only the coffee is too expensive. You're spending too much on your, on your daily coffee or whatever cake you're getting with it. You might actually find items that you're paying for nothing because you just booked a subscription. I don't know, last year or three years ago, and you're still paying for it without using it. Well, that's that's a very interesting thing because I keep seeing these ads where they have apps now for your phones and stuff to do this for you. Uh, granted, you gotta, of course, you gotta pay them in a subscription fee to do this, but supposedly it goes through every single account that you have on your phone and password that you have on your phone, which I'm not a fan about. Mm -hmm. But it also is supposed to show you all your monthly expenses for that, which is I, I find that's interesting because a lot of people don't understand that we're all on auto pay. We yeah. since they took money out of our hands and made us go digital. And even though it's it's a so-called choice to be digital, it, it really isn't because there's there's actually a lot of I've been finding a lot of brick and mortar stores won't take cash. They, it's either credit card, Google Pay, Apple Pay, or Samsung Pay, some sort of pay, and they're willing to pay the three to five percent pay increase so they don't have to deal with the, the hassle of cash and go into a bank. Yeah, we still use a lot of cash here. Oh, okay. People in oh. Austria love their cash. <laughs> <laughs> is it the euro over in Austria, or it's is it? Yes, it's euro. euro still okay. Um. Yeah, over here, uh, over here, we're so dependent on technology and and using that as such a crutch right now. It it is um it's changing everything. It's it's not being a tool anymore. It's actually replacing us, and it's doing everything. It's like, oh, okay, you want to do this? We'll hit okay, because it says to. Yeah, and um, especially if we get into the government crypto uh thing if that comes and they uh, they ban cash at all i'm not a great fan of that i i am not either I, i'll agree with you uh i remember having this discussion with a friend of mine about it. it's like well they there's a certain amount i'm like they said that about the gold standard with the u.s and we're off the gold standard now so it's like the, the people that are running the show can change the rules whenever they want yeah, so have some gold and silver. <laughs> I agree. That's a good investment as well. Uh, precious metals, they don't go down. Um, they're it's uh, and, and yeah, investment. It doesn't give you any returns, but it uh, at least you have your money safe. Uh, it's like the best inflation hedge. Uh, a guy that wanted before I believed that money and uh, gold and, and and silver is good, like uh, in two thousand. Nine, I think, after the last uh, crisis, left the last crash, somebody wanted me to sell gold saving plans. Those plans were not good anyway; they were way too expensive. But they gave me as an argument, yeah, three thousand years ago in um, uh, under in Persia under the emperor Nebuchadnezzar, for one ounce of gold, you could buy three hundred loaves of bread. 
And today you can still buy 300 loaves of bread for one ounce of gold. And I said, wow, 3,000 years. And I didn't make a single loaf of bread. What a shitty investment. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, today you can buy 500 loaves of bread for for an ounce of gold. So you did make some profit. (laughs) But if you compare it to the dollar that lost 99% of its value over the last 100 years, I think keeping your value for 3,000 years is already pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you won't have to starve at all for bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you are right. And even though the civilizations come and go, the precious metal is a state because they're still a physical asset. Yeah. Um, so today I absolutely love gold and silver bars and coins. Yeah. Same here. Uh, platinum, if you can find platinum. Even even now with the building market the way it is and so many additions and, and uh, now the electrical, the electric car phenomena is going on. Copper is being very, very highly sought after. It's it's getting up there now. Um, well, now it's getting cheaper first because of the recession we're probably getting this year. Uh, so there'll be some good opportunity to buy some, some cheap copper or copper mines. I'm absolutely looking forward to that. <laughs> Everybody out there, watch out for copper. It's going to be on the thing. It's going to be on the, the watch list for this year because as a lot of people are saying, and I'm definitely one of them, I'll agree, is we're not done going down yet. No, we're not. We're, so, just, we're just starting to. I'm, I totally agree on that one and that's good because we're going to have great buying opportunities for lots of good things this year absolutely and this is why money management has come in and having the strategy so that takes us to the third pillar which would be how our money is making money yeah um first in your money management have have a an account where you put money away before you spend it Right. Oh yeah. Because um, usually most of the people at the end of the money, there's still so much month left. Right. No matter how much they earn, somehow people always spend it. So you need to do something uh, that there's some money left to to invest, especially when there's so many buying opportunities. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you have some cash so you can use those buying opportunities. Right. So in the begin or whenever you get your income beginning of the month or whenever it is, take something away and save it from from your spending and keep it uh, so you can actually invest it. And then, yeah, the easiest thing is cost averaging. Just uh, pick a couple of, um, if you don't want to look for, for the, learn something about uh, what a stock, what's, what fundamentals of a stock are good. If you don't want to do that, Go for for some ETFs. Go for S and P five hundred ETF, an emerging market ETF, a commodities ETF, um, and just buy every month a little bit. And the cheaper it gets, the, the more you buy. And even though and it's going down, no, that is one of the worst things that we're gonna. It's almost break time already. <laughs> Can you believe that, Flory? This, like I, I said. Fast. It's go. It goes extremely fast, especially when we get on topics like this, and we go, we venture out in so many different branches. But you're right. Don't one that's on your mindset. Don't panic about this. It will lose some money. It is guaranteed to lose some money. That's that's how it's 
that's you take the ups with the downs. But when it goes down, see if you can actually afford to buy more because it's going to come up. If it's not going to come up, someone's going to buy it and then it becomes even more. <laughs> yeah, let's make before the break, let's make a, a quick example. Do you drink wine? I love wine. You love wine. Okay, let's assume your favorite bottle is $100 usually, okay? Okay. And every month, you're willing to spend $100 on wine. So you go out, you buy your favorite bottle for $100, and you don't drink it immediately. You put it in your wine cellar because you want it to, uh, to get a bit, age a bit, okay? Right. So next month, you go again. You see, oh, my wine's on sale. It's for $50 uh, per bottle. So you buy two of them. Exactly. Okay. Right, and the next month you see, oh wow, it went down even more. It's for twenty-five. Let's buy four. You buy four, and you put them in your cellar and wait a bit. And next month it goes back up to fifty, and you buy two. Okay, now it's at half price of where you started of your hundred, mm -hmm. but in total you bought one, four, eight, nine bottles, bottles, and you spent four hundred dollars. They're worth fifty right now. So that's 450, you made 12% profit. Although we are at 50% of where you started from. That's cost, how cost averaging works. You don't even have to get up to where, we, where you started from. Actually, uh, in 2020, I did that the same thing with oil and I made 70% in six months. You made 70% oil in six months. Yeah. That is phenomenal. That's a phenomenal return. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I think... This year, we have the chance, or maybe it won't come up enough this year, but over the next two years, we do have the chance to get these returns just by using this strategy with simple things, investments like oil or copper or lithium or, or, or these commodities that we know that people will still use after the crisis. Absolutely, because when we find out that it's going to be used, there's going to be a demand for it. It's just a matter of when the demand starts going higher. Yeah, it, exactly. You just want to invest in something that doesn't go to zero, something that will still be there after a recession. And there are a few things we can be sure that will still be there, like silver, oil, copper, wheat. We will still eat something, definitely. Oh, yeah. Wheat's in everything. Yeah. Um, mainly, 65% oh, of food is made with wheat, I believe, minus the, minus the non-GM stuff. But... Uh, I, we're going to have to pause here, Florian, because I, I know we can still continue on and on and on, but we need to take a break. Uh, we're go definitely going to come back. We're going to come come back and do some strategies, some some simple tips. Uh, we'll get into a lot of other different topics. But until then, folks, just stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Uh, this show has been a great start to your 2023, and we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. 
everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. You're on the Making More Money For You show. We're definitely on Voice America. I have with me a very special guest from all the way across the world, uh, Florian Fritz. And we were talking about the first half of the show about the three pillars that he uses to teach with his Money Heroes Academy, which are uh, money mindset, money management, and making uh, having your money make money. And welcome back to the show, Florian. It's great to be back. <laughs> great conversation <laughs> yeah. so far, Magnus. Good questions. Oh, oh thank you very much. Uh, I, I love these conversations, especially with the variety of people that I, I'm blessed to have with on, on the show. Because even though it's different aspects and different angles of doing investing or making money or knowledge of some sorts, it all pertain. It all is encompassed. The smallest things have the greatest benefits that we've been finding out. And the compound effect of doing those little those little things over and over again, adding just a little bit to them, uh, makes tr tr uh, tremendous strides. Yeah, absolutely. Very small things, actually. Small habits, changes can make a big difference already. So while we're talking about this, I definitely want to get into more of the the. Uh, money educational aspect of it because a lot of the listeners that tune into the show and re and read my books the making more money for you series is we weren't taught at all about how to actually use money properly we were just given money go do with it go buy what you know it's more or less go buy what you want with it here's a credit card you'll learn the hard way type of thing so what are a couple things that we can do, especially from the 16-year-olds that are just, or 14 to 16-year-olds that are first getting their jobs to that could benefit them to all the way to the people that are retiring in their 60s and 70s? Yeah, absolutely. We don't, we don't learn about money in school, and that's true for all over the world. We don't learn about money in school, and we learn from our parents. And most of our parents, or the parents didn't learn in school either. They just learned from their grandparents. So money doesn't really have that that long of a tradition, our financial system. So it's not in our genes. 
we, we don't learn it in school, especially retirement, right? A uh, hundred years ago, there was no retirement system. You just died or you had your kids take care of you. <laughs> but well, saving yeah, the, for your retirement is actually something pretty new. It It is. And it, it what was it? Back in the 50s or 60s, it started with uh, pensions. When pensions and uh, oh, oh, I can't remember the person's name, but that was one of the things with the, the teamsters and whatnot, the unions. They they wanted to start in, in, um, implementing that. I'm like that that was an American history, of course. Uh, but yeah, that and from then it just started. Even seventy years isn't that long. Yeah, that's, the, that's um, not even a generation. The first um, retirement system was actually uh, introduced by the German Emperor William for his army. Oh in around 1900 1800 okay. something so um yeah um a soldier didn't retire very old at that time <laughs> so True. they didn't need a lot of money to pay out to those uh, to the re retired soldiers they didn't have a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah you that's that's true something got them one way or another sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> And yeah, today we have lots of people getting older and older. And yeah, the system, the same system just doesn't work anymore. You're right. Uh, so you have to take care of that. You have enough money for yourself. Otherwise, you'll have to work until you die. And yeah, that's not a very fun idea, I think. I agree with that, especially the job markets now. I can definitely attest over here. It's it's all upside down. Every there's tons of jobs everywhere. But after our our pandemic and stuff, we were so sheltered and enclosed and, and being taken care of by uh, the entities that be of just giving us money to, to stay at home. People aren't going back to that. They're not going back to actually making money and uh, the the little. Even the little uh, exposure they had to making money, uh, the younger generation and so forth, is they don't know how they, they're lost. Yeah, absolutely. Because we don't learn how to deal with money. We are in that situation that we know, okay, at some time, I would like to be able to stop working. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. And I have to take care of that myself. Maybe the government, maybe one of the companies I worked for will give me some money, but it will probably not be enough. So better take care of it yourself. And now here we're getting to the habits that you should have. Okay. Around money. First of all, make a plan, know what you want. So have financial goals. Okay. This is the age I want to retire. Before I retire, I would like to have... Um, I would like to have my own house, if that's true. I want to live here or there. Uh, this is the lifestyle I want to lead, lead, lead. This is how much money I need for that. Okay. For retirement, this is how much money I will need. And then don't forget inflation, right? For the last 100 years, prices doubled every 20 years. That means we had, on average, 3.5% inflation. Yeah, okay. If prices, let's assume it stays that way, it's not right now, but let's assume it stays at three and a half percent on average. And you want to have, I don't know, let's say $2,000 to be able to retire. In 20 years, you'll actually need 4,000. 
Okay. Or it's only worth $1,000 today. And is that enough? I don't know. Now, if we have inflation at 7%, like officially we have right now, in reality, with things you're buying is a lot more. Uh, food and energy went up by 30% or, or 100% some, in some places. But let's assume where the official 7% is correct. Then prices double every 10 years. Oh. That means you want to retire in 20 years and you want 2,000, you actually need 8,000. Don't want to scare anyone here, but I think it's kind of scary. Well, it is scary, but this is reality. We have either, um, it's very blunt to say this, but it's not changing. You can look at those numbers and try to TikTok them or dance them away or do whatever, but these numbers are still going to be here. And it's going to, um, we see it every day on this, in the stores when we pay for things. Absolutely. So do the do your calculations, make your plan. What do I want? And what do I need to achieve that? Right? Realistically, don't mm -hmm. say, okay, 2000 will be fine. Yeah, no, it will not if it's in 20 years. If you retire in five years, okay. But if it's 20 years, if it's 40 years, you need to allow for inflation. Right. And then, as I as I already said, before, we, we, we talked about that before, Take some money away before you spend your money, uh, before you start spending it. Pay yourself first. Because there is yes. this thing called Parkinson's Law that's okay. actually telling us why people never have enough money at the end of the month. Parkinson's Law says that the demand for something will always match its supply. Hmm. Okay, You know that Makes from sense. time, right? If you right. give yourself two weeks to clean your house, you will probably take two weeks, right? right. If you give yourself two days, you'll do it in two days. And if okay. your parents call, they're coming in two hours, you can do it in two hours. <laughs> that has happened, yes. So how much time you give yourself, uh, that's the time you will need for the project. And the same is true for money. You look at your bank account, you see money, you spend it. Automatically. You don't think about it much. That's what's, that's right. what's happening. Another example, let me give you another example. Uh, sure. Toothpaste. If you buy a new tube of toothpaste, you'll... Put a full, um, make your brush full, and then you clean your teeth. Right. And like when you get to the last bit or when the tube is almost empty, you'll just press out a tiny little <laughs> bit and still go with it, right? You're right. So yeah. the last 10% of the toothbrush uh, toothpaste lasts as long as the first 90%. <laughs> uh, well, I've noticed that when actually start starting working, where you would eat out, you would eat at the fancy restaurants until you're like three or four days and you're you're trying to, you're still eating out, but you're eating on the dollar menu until you get paid again. Yeah, absolutely. Restaurants are a lot fuller at the beginning of the month than at the end of the month. That That's when people go out. So don't do that. Have a budget. Say, okay, this is how much money I have for going out for dinners. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is how much money I save for my financial freedom, my financial dependence, my retirement, whenever that's going to be. Right. And then you invest that money and you don't spend it on anything else. <laughs> well, one thing to do this, um, I'm not sure if people, everything that's over here, the world is going to direct deposit. They don't want us going to checks. They want us to put our money in and it's on a little credit card. We get to use it. But 
go into the bank that you deal with where your money is supposed to be. You can actually go in there, open another account up as we're doing paying ourselves. I get it taken off every paycheck. I take a percentage out of my paycheck and it goes into another account. I don't see it. I just see the, I got this deposit in there. I don't get notified that my other account got a deposit or anything. I know I, in the fourth or fifth day of after getting paid, I forget about the money's there. It's there for emergencies or whatever I need it. So if you're saying that you cannot do this, this is very doable. Uh, even if you start off with 50 bucks, 50 bucks a paycheck, you get paid weekly. 50 10 bucks, bucks you can start investing with 10 bucks, no problem. Exactly. Um, Five, 10 bucks. Yeah, I, I heard someone ask really, why would you have a second bank account? And as a second, I have more than 10 accounts at three different banks. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. separate your money, have an account for your necessities, of course, where you pay your bills from, mm -hmm. have an account for your investment money, for your financial freedom, your retirement, have an account for saving for, for longer, for bigger projects. If you say, I'll need, an, I'll need a new car at some point, I'll need to refurbish my kitchen. I'll need to, uh, I want to go on a family vacation. Save up for that in a different account. Put it away from your necessities, for your bills paying. Have an account for fun where you go out, pay the the fancy restaurants and the massage and or, or the PlayStation or whatever it is. <laughs> okay. uh, that's absolutely not necessary, but that makes life fun. You want to do that as well, of course. Have absolutely. some money for education. Where you where you learn how to make more money or make your money grow better in the uh, or in in increase your income or anything where you learn to get better. Mm -hmm. And I also have an an uh, an account for forgiving, because I think if if you make some money and uh, it's a good idea to give something back. I I do that as well. Not only for for doing that is one I I take a look at. Uh, I look at it as one helping people. It's what I do. It's like, especially around the holidays, I do. There's certain things I, I don't wrap presents. <laughs> I don't gift wrap them. But there is a um, a charity that does it. I support them every year. They've been wrapping my presents for over 20 years. <laughs> and I'm very happy about that. <laughs> and they come out professional and whatnot. But it, I see, I knew what, I know what they do. They're, they help a lot of people. And, uh, it's not gloating, gloating or anything, but doing that actually makes you feel better actually seeing where the money's going. A lot of people don't see it because they think it's scams. It's not going to do like a whole bunch of other things. And two, on the back end of things, if you itemize your taxes, it's a tax write-off. So there's two great things about that. Um, one, you get more money back at the end of the year as because you, you're donating it. And two, you're actually helping a great cause. And there's uh, actually definitely. a third thing. There's a, oh, there's a third, third very thing. important thing. Oh, uh, be because we have that mindset: money is the root of all evil. Money is bad, and it's uh, better to give than to receive, and all that stuff, right? Right. By giving money, by doing good with your money, you actually convince your subconscious that you are doing good with money, and that it's worth giving you more of it. Okay. I didn't realize, I, wow, I did not realize that. Because as long as you think subconscious, at least subconsciously, that money is bad, you can never become rich because you don't want to be a bad person, right? Right. So your subconscious is yeah. protecting you. Either you don't make the money or you give it away quickly. Now, uh, 
Now, if you start convince your subconscious that you are doing good with money, you deserve more. Okay. So that's another good reason to give something to help other people. And you're you're helping wow three people around all at the same time. That's okay. I totally overlooked that because I've been doing it for so long. It, it just comes second natural. It, it becomes that habit. Good, okay. very good habit. Very good habit. Okay. Uh, yeah. So other habits have a realistic budget, right? Um, right. Don't. Uh, Put okay. I will save ninety percent uh, of my money. I know someone who's actually saving eighty percent of their money, uh, but that's that's awesome. Most people, if they do ten or twenty percent, that will be great. But if you like, let's assume you like food. I love food, I love food. Uh, and Hopefully. and cooking and eating well and drinking a good glass of wine with it, and then you budget twenty dollars a week for groceries. That just won't work. No, <laughs> especially okay. if you try to eat healthy. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> even worse, yes. So, uh, no, even better for your health, of course. Better for, for the health, uh, bad yeah. for the wallet. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, know what's important to you. If it's if food is not, there's people who say food is for me just for alimentation, nutrition. I don't care so much about it. Okay, then spend the minimum to eat healthy food um, and spend see what's what's more important for you maybe i don't know the massage the weekly massage or whatever it is but budget for the things that are important to you realistically don't set yourself up for failure like let's stick to the um, the grocery example if i budget 20 dollars uh, a week I, that just won't work for my groceries <laughs> so budget something realistic for for the things that are important for you and find other areas that are not as important where you can save something yeah uh great these are great informations that um great tips and tricks that we're doing here because we always overlook them we always oh we're going at the warp speed of light anymore and we're plus our attention's elsewhere it's either on our phone or uh some sort of social media or it, it's not where it needs to be especially when it comes to money we're just it's like okay here's a credit card put it on there i'll pay for it later not realizing that that credit card with 20 21 23 depending on your card is you're paying four times that back minimum in the time that you could actually just save up to do it as we're talking about yeah am i if guilty have, of doing that yes if you have <laughs> any debt that's charging you 20 percent, get rid of it as quickly as possible that's yeah that's so much money they're taking from you oh i agree and uh if you're looking to start a business look for business loans and not business credit cards <laughs> much lower interest rate better repayment programs and even though the the rates are going up right now it's still better than having a credit card at the 20 to 23 percent interest or even some i've seen now that are offering like 14 percent interest for the first year after 90 days of whatever free uh, be wary i actually talked to a guy from mexico and they told told me once you miss one payment their interest went up to 60 percent 60 percent and i bet you it went back to the full beginning full full uh purchase price of that 60 percent am i right yeah, something like that. Totally crazy. You can I don't know how you pay the, something back like that. That's yeah. 
yeah get get your get those expensive debts get them off your back and yeah but also important so many people say okay pay off debt pay off debt pay off debt i think you need to start investing at the same time i had a i had a lot of debt because i had that wonderful business partner uh as a, in a side business and i didn't take care enough of uh, of that because it was basically his idea and i was just helping but taking way too much responsibility and he bankrupted the company and said and suddenly i was half a million dollar in debt oh uh, okay yeah wonderful so, yeah that's um, yeah, that doesn't feel good. So, but what I did, apart from, of course, paying, starting to pay back the debt, well, defaulting on a part because I didn't really feel it was my responsibility, but still there was enough left I had to pay. But at the same time, I started investing because the investment returns can help me pay back the debt. Okay. If I make zero point something percent in a bank account, then it doesn't. Right. But... If I can get returns 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 percent a year, or like I said, in, in oil, 70 percent in six months, then you can take some money and use that to to pay back the debt. I, I like that. Uh I've I'm not I'm not a fan of the philosophy of rich that poor dad going into debt as being a good thing, but it's a it's kind of a necessity to get where you need to go, uh, as what what I look at. For doing well, that because getting into debt as well kiyosaki says it's risky yeah. he says that debt is risky right and that you should know what you're doing if, if, if you do it but yeah of course if you know what you're doing leverage does help mm -hmm. but going into debt not knowing what you're doing then speculating like buying bitcoin for it or something that's not a good idea no, that's a bad gamble. I'd rather take that money, go to the casino. At least I see my money go away. <laughs> At least you had some fun, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but I, I completely agree with that. Uh, because when you do start out a business, as you know and I know, uh, but people that are wanting to get into it, it does take money. It does take time to recover that money. And you need to definitely have your plan and... um foresee certain aspects that could possibly go wrong that you don't make your money back in the time frame that you that you planned for so you have to have contingencies in place for that uh depending on how risky you're taking it and how much um leverage that you're borrowing against just remember that, that it has to be paid back and it may not happen in the same time frame as you're planning for yeah and if you find find ways of going into business in many businesses you can go into uh to with very little investments in the beginning or you can get some financing from your clients by selling before you actually produce okay uh, if you find your first clients and they pay i don't know 50 percent uh, uh before you actually uh produce the, whatever you're selling them that does absolutely work uh, and that's tax, uh, not tax interest free. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right because it's it, it's an investment into the company because you're not seeing you're not taking anything out of it. You're not it's not a capital gain, but it's to further the business. So I completely agree with that, Florian. We're at the end of the show. <laughs> wow, we're, that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree, and we were on such a tyrant a tirade of. You know, one right after another. It was a great conversation. Uh, 
But in case any of our listeners out there, any of your listeners out there want to get a hold of you or want to learn more about you, your books, uh, your academy, how can we find you? Well, the best way is probably to go to moneyheroacademy.com. And there are all the links to the programs, to the information, to my free Facebook group. Join the free Facebook group. Money, it's called Money Hero as well. Not so hard to find. Nice. And okay. I'm sharing lots of uh, free tools, tips, techniques on how to be better with your money. And I'm launching something uh, this month. Ooh, okay. I'm launching uh, the probably most affordable, the world's most affordable financial education platform. It's going to be $7 a month. Oh, my. And I'll be teaching a lot of most of the things on money mindset and money management I've been teaching in programs that I've been charging hundreds of dollars for uh, the, over the last years. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give all that stuff, that help that I learned from my experience as a financial advisor from learning from some of the greatest trainers in the world. I've been training with Kiyosaki and some others. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. And I'm putting all that in there and yeah, giving it not away for free, but $7 a month. So as many people as possible can become better and improve their financial lives. It's going to launch this month. I'm very far with it. And if you yeah, go to moneyheroacademy.com or join my free Facebook group. You'll you'll find out when it actually happens. Okay. Wow. Wow, everybody. That's that's a bomb right there. Uh we know there's a platform coming. We know how to get a hold of Florian. There's this show will be on all launch uh, all streaming platforms and also rebroadcasted a bunch of times. Uh I would definitely want to thank you, Florian, for giving you know, being on the show with all of your great information. Uh, it's a tribute to what you're doing and you're teaching definitely and wishing nothing but success with it. But next week, we're actually going to take a different way of looking at making money is uh, I have, what's on? Uh, let me see here. I believe it's Riley. Riley is going to be on the show next week. And it is, it's Riley Jarvis. And we're going to talk about how he's actually using sleep to make money. He's actually a sleep uh, therapist and whatnot, and how actually sleep makes us do weird things with money and how we can actually uh, get better sleep and make better decisions while we're awake. So everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is the first year, first show of 2023. Uh, let's make 2023 a better year than last year and uh, have a great night. Have a great week. And we'll talk next week. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.